Time for the Word. How many is hungry for the Word? Turn in the book of 1 John tonight. With the Lord's help, I'll give us a little something. If he doesn't help, you'll get nothing. 1 John chapter number 5. First John chapter number 5, we'll begin reading in verse number 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that beget loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. And keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit, it is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his son. He that believeth on the son of God hath the witness in himself, he that believeth not, God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life and this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. He that hath not the son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that, notice this, believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. If any man see his brother sin, a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give, notice what he's saying here, him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin. 
and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one touches him not. And what he say in the 19th verse? And we know that we are of God and the whole world life in wickedness. And he said in the 20th verse, and we know that the Son of God is come and have given us understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ, that is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Brother Richard Good, do the honor. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God, hear the cries. Amen, amen. As you take your seat tonight, you can know And we do know. And sometimes we want to act like we don't know. But we know. We know if we've sinned and come short. We know if our name's written in the Lamb's book of life. We know beyond a shadow of doubt if we're saved or lost. Amen. You might try to fool others, but you've never fooled yourself. You may even talk that way, but you've never fooled yourself. Listen, you can know about your salvation. You can know about that. Amen. I mean, it ain't a great mystery that God has hidden. He wants you to know about your salvation. God wants you to know and to understand that you can know whether you're born again or not. How many of us in times past have said, Well, I'm all right. But you weren't. You knew it. You may have said that, but you knew you weren't right. Turn with me in the book of John, chapter number nine, verse number 25. And the word of God said, he answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. (laughs) then said they to him again what did he to thee how openeth he thine eyes he answered them I have told you already ye did not hear wherefore would ye hear it again will ye also be his disciples (laughs) we know this man was honest This man said, I was blind, but now I see. Well, how did he do that? I told you. I told you. We can't explain it. But we know it, don't we? Can you explain how God come down and moved in your being, cleansed you, made you whole again, gave you a different outlook and a whole new life and made you a new creature? I can't explain it. But I know he did it. I know he did it. I know he did it. And when somebody else asks me, how did he do it? By faith is the only thing I can tell them. It's a God thing. 
God's able to do that, which looks impossible to man. God is able to do that. Amen. Would you agree? He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not one thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. You understand what you used to be? Might help you to (laughs) know what you could be if you really, really wanted to be. The trouble is we ain't got a whole lot of folks that's really wanting to be. Amen, preacher. First Peter chapter number one. Verse number 18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, for your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. That does away with trying to work out your salvation, don't it? You can't work for it. You work because you have it, but you can't do enough work to gain it. Silver and gold has never, ever bought salvation. And we know that. Uh, One of the richest organizations in the world is the Catholic Church. You know why they're so rich? People trying to buy their way. Trying to buy their way. The Catholic Church owns more railroad stock than any one person in the world. Now think about that. People trying to buy their way. We know. They know. They, you know when you've done wrong, you can't go give a few dollars in the plate and get forgiveness. Ain't no way, brother. If that's true, Jesus died in vain. And you know that. You know it in your own heart. Oh, some of you ain't getting it, but you will. <laughs> Go back to First John chapter number three. Stay with me. Verse number 14. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Mm. Mm. What do you know? Verse 19. Hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Uh Uh-oh. God knows all things. (laughs) Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God and whatsoever we ask we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Why? Because we know. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. 
and love one another as he gave us commandment. He that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Do you know your spirit says more than your mouth says? You ever got around people and you just knew there's evil? I'll never forget another boy that was on the Shelby uh, camp down there. And even the prisoners avoided him. And I made a special trip just to shake his hand every time I went there. One day he bowed up on me. He said, what are you doing down here? I said, trying to get people saved. Don't you need it? You know, he left there like his britches was on fire. You could tell he had an evil heart. You can tell the spirit that's in people. You ain't got to be around them long and that spirit will bear witness of what's going on inside of them. You talk to them just a few minutes and you can tell that a lot of them are just confused and need direction. Maybe some of them's weak and weary. You ain't got to talk to them long before you know that. If your spirit is right, we know if our spirit's right because we love the unlovables. Oh, it got quiet on me there. I said we love the unlovables. Do you realize at one time you were the unlovable? (laughs) One time you were the stubborn one. And the bad thing of it was you knew it. And you was okay with it for a while. Till somebody got to praying. (laughs) Chapter 4 said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. You ever been in the service when people didn't know if it was God or not? I sure have. What's going on, preacher? Ain't you never seen a movement of the Holy Spirit of God? Hello? You know there's a lot of grown-ups that's in church that don't know that. Amen. Amen. They truly don't know that. They've never seen it on this fashion. Isn't it sad that the world sometimes just don't understand? You know, the Holy Ghost was given as a comforter that we can know some things. (laughs) How many times did you have to sin before that Holy Ghost quickened your spirit? The instant you sinned, he quickened you. And you got that sick feeling down the pit of your stomach on account of it. Ooh, I wish I hadn't have done that. I wish I hadn't have said that. I wish I hadn't had that attitude and that hot temper. Woo, I got on somebody right there. (laughs) Ain't nobody in the building got a hot temper but me. I know that. I'm just preaching to myself up here. (laughs) If you look in chapter 3 and verse 5, and it said, And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. You know that. 
You know that. There's things that we should know and there's things that we do know and there's things that we could know. Amen. Amen. Let me plug Sunday school. If you come to Sunday school, there'd be some things you did know. Mm. <laughs> Chapter 4, verse 6, he said, We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. I've said this several times in my preaching over the years. Most of the time when people ask me what I think about something, it's not that they want the right answer. They're just wanting me to agree with them. Am I right, Brother Terry? Chris, have you found that so? They'll say, don't you think? Well, it ain't what I think. It's what the Word of God says. Amen. Because sometimes my thinking ain't right. Well, preacher, you should never say that. Well, what do you want me to do? Stand up here and act like I'm perfect? Put me up on a pedestal and spin me around because I'm perfect? No, 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 friend. We all come short. Look in chapter 5 of 1 John and verse number 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not, God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. You know the Holy Ghost will witness. I said the Holy Ghost will witness to it. Are you with me? Say amen. Turn backwards in the book of Romans right quickly. Romans chapter number eight and verse number nine. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit, it is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. You know, tonight, church, there's a whole multitude of people that's coming short because they don't realize it's a spiritual warfare. We're trying to fight it with flesh. And and when I say we're trying to fight it with flesh, stay with me just a minute. Don't let me lose you. Our churches have gone to programs that try to fight it in the flesh. Oh, if we have a ball team, we'll have more people. That's flesh. If we have lights, cameras in action, we'll have more people. That's flesh. If the Spirit of God cannot draw them, then the Spirit of God will never be able to keep them. I mean, if flesh is what draws you, now all us men will have to say it, and probably most of the women, you went to church one time just to see a little girl. (laughs) 
I noticed your wife looked at you awful hard. <laughs> I think you come here to see a little girl, don't you? <laughs> but we've all went to church for the wrong reasons. We didn't go there expecting the Holy Spirit to sit with us and sup with us. We went there in the flesh. And we left there in the flesh. Amen. How do you know that, preacher? Because you went to church and you left lost. How many times did you go to church before you ever got saved? Okay, I rest my case, right? How many times did you leave church and you knew that you were lost? And you knew the Holy Ghost had spoke to you. And you knew you had opportunity to get right. Uh-oh. Preacher's gone to meddling. That's what you pay me for. Romans 8 and 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Are you with me? Say amen. For if you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children then heirs and heirs of God and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Are you with me? Hey, you know it. You know whether you're saved or lost. There's some things you know. Now, there's some things that's important that you ought to know. Amen. That this world today is kind of overlooking. No sin shall enter in. Amen. Give me amen there, Terry. No sin will enter in. I don't care if it's from the pulpit to the back door. No sin is going to enter in. I don't care how you justified, how many Bibles you rewrite to get it to word what you want it to say. No sin will enter in. And you know. And you know. And you know if you're sinning or not. Amen. Aren't you glad God's a merciful God? Long suffering? If he wasn't long suffering, we'd all be in hell. Woo, that hurt. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 17, the word of God said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Are you with me? Aren't you glad that there's heavenly grace to help you overcome? You know, isn't it sad that we know and we still don't do? <laughs> I said, isn't it sad that we know and we still don't do? We know we ought to go to church. We know we ought to come to Sunday school. We know we ought to come on Wednesday night and Sunday night. We know we ought to be at church every time the door's open. Sometimes we just don't do it. We know we need revival, but we won't even show up to get it. 
We need the Holy Spirit, but when it comes by, we won't even accept it and let it have its way in our heart and life. We know that we need it. We know it's important. We know that without it, you cannot be saved. Mm. There's some things we know. There's also things that we're not doing that we do know for sure. I believe as God is helping us, turn back to 1 John, if you will, chapter number 3. Let me ask you a serious question. If you truly knowed, what would you do with it? 1 John chapter 3 and verse 14. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. Are you with me? I'm sorry, that's 13. 14 says, we know. Are you with me? That we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brethren abideth in death. That's a test, isn't it? You should know these things. If there's somebody in your life that you absolutely hate, I doubt you're saved. Because when God moved in, hate moved out. You may dislike them, you may not like their ways, but you love them. Mm. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. I've read that to you twice tonight. You didn't say you shot him or stabbed him. You just said you hated him. Let me tell you why he put that in there. Because if you hate him, that tongue's stabbing him. Every chance it gets, it's going to stab him. You're going to talk about him like a dog. Hello? And how can you say you love him if you talk about him like a dog? If you're going to do any talking, do it on the altar. Crying out to God. Hey, that's where it's important. We know to do it, but do we do it? There's some things that's worth knowing. There's some things that we should know, and there's some things that we do know. Are you with me? Say amen. You know, you can know that your prayer's touching the hem of the garment. How do you know that, preacher? By the heart you prayed it in. Is it a prayer that you read off of a card? Is it a memory prayer that you've rehearsed a million times? Or was it a prayer that came from your heart? God knows. God knows. God knows exactly how you're praying, what you're praying. And if you're hard, listen, we mention it here all the time about these names in our prayer box and all of these things. But do you earnestly pray? I see it all the time on Facebook. They just mash the hand, but did they really pray? Did they even utter one single word? It becomes a habit sometimes, doesn't it? To come to church, sit on a pew, 
listen to two or three songs, give a few dollars and go to the house. We know better than that. What happened at this church this morning is the kind of service God really wants to have. He wants a people to come in and you know you came to worship and you know you came expecting God to do something and God did something. Why? Because you put your hand to it and did a little something yourself. Amen. It takes everybody putting a little part in. I may have to preach about soup again. (laughs) Are you with me? Say amen. Uh, Let's read verse 22 there. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. You ever done anything you knowed was not pleasing in his sight? Woo, that one hurt, didn't it? And we did it anyway. And some of us did it again. Oh, Lord. Can I say this with love? You'll probably do it again. (laughs) Boy, that got quiet, didn't it? I must have hit the right nail right then and we probably do it again. Knowing that God said, don't do that. The word said, don't do that. The spirit said, don't do that. And what do we do? You need to go back and read about Paul. Paul said, I'd go to do good and evil was present. Paul said, that that I wanted to do, I didn't do, I'm paraphrasing. And that that I didn't want to do, I done it. Paul wrote most of the New Testament here. Are you with me? So if he's saying that, where does that leave me and you? You ever went to do good and ended up evil? Oh, Lord, yes. Woo! One of the first things I ever tried to do as a Christian, young lady at church, I told my wife, I said, go buy her a dress. Something pretty for her to wear to church. I thought it was doing good. Her mama come and cussed me out. Is my children's clothes not good enough? I just won't send them to church no more. Uh, No, ma'am, that wasn't what I meant. I just want her to have a nice dress. But if you don't want her to have it, I'll give it to somebody else. Went to do good and evil was present. Well, I learned something, man. You can get cussed out for doing good things. You can get wrecked over. Oh, by the way, mama didn't go to church. Daddy didn't go to church. But if anybody wants to help in the church line, they don't like it. Amen. Isn't that something? Say, you come to church and you come to do good. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. (laughs) And before you got in the building, somebody made you mad. Woo! Probably the preacher. (laughs) And all he done was say, hello, how you doing today? (laughs) <laughs> don't talk to me, I don't want to talk. 
You just bowed up like a toad frog. Come in madder than a wet hen. <laughs> Let that soak just a minute. Amen. You know better. You know better. That woman knew better than that. But you know the devil will use anything. The devil will use anything. First John chapter 5 verse number 19 he said, And we know that we are of God and the whole world life in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true even in his son Jesus Christ that is the true God in eternal life. Little children, what did he say? Keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Isn't it funny that we know about church, but we don't know church. We know about God, but we don't know God. We know what we should do and shouldn't do. That ain't what we're doing. We know that we ought to come into God's house with praise and thanksgiving unto the Lord. We should come in here with that in mind. And by the way, if you come in and you have sinned, you ought to just go on and pray. Preacher oughtn't have to browbeat you into prayer life. Preacher oughtn't have to pinpoint your little sin to get you to pray and repent of it. Holy Ghost has already convicted you of it and we know it. And we know we should have went to an altar and prayed and asked for forgiveness so we wouldn't be the hindrance in the service. We know these things. We know we ought to come in here with a thought on our mind that if there's a stranger sits among us, we should be praying for that stranger. Maybe they need to be saved. We shouldn't jerk our keys out and go clangity-clangity-clang for sure. Maybe we ought to be in the bathroom talking so loud. <laughs> you wouldn't hear inside joke. Sometimes we ought to pay it a little more attention, oughtn't we? To what is really going on around us. Maybe that neighbor is crying. Maybe that across the aisle over there is burdened. Ye which are spiritual, restore them. That's what it said. Ye which are spiritual. And if we're spiritual, we should have the mind to be looking around because we know to. If somebody had looked in the bathroom this morning, they'd seen the door standing wide open. And the conversation was louder in there than it was out here, and that's hard to say over my big mouth. Boy, don't get mad at me. We've all done it. That hallway echoes it. It echoes right down through here. 
Sometimes that fan in there drives me out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, candy bags. Let's get that and while we're getting. Maybe the little snotty-nosed boys trying to steal my hat. <laughs> Papa can't wear his hat right now, buddy. <laughs> he was. See, he is doing a good thing. His dad's going to kill him very <laughs> We know to do good church. Amen. We know the Spirit needs an avenue to work. Yeah. We know when to be quiet and when to speak. We know these things. Sometimes we're guilty of not doing it. When we see the Holy Spirit moving like it was moving this morning, we should automatically go into prayer. Amen. Amen. God, you're speaking to somebody. Somebody in this congregation is needing you right now, God. Whether they're lost, backslidden, cold, indifferent, or had a hard time, we don't know. We ought to be praying. We know too. We know if we've got the Spirit of God in us, He gave us a spirit of, of discernment. If we choose to look. But it's a choice, isn't it? You can turn a blind eye. You can turn a deaf ear. You can shrug your shoulders and walk away. But we know better than that too, don't we? How many would like to see somebody saved between now and Christmas? We know what we need to do. He said, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. Do you really know what he's commanded? Come into my courts with praise and thanksgiving. He didn't just suggest that. He said, that's what you need to be doing. He said, you need to pray. He said, you need to fast. We know. Let me go back to this morning's message. Have we put our hands to it? To do it? Well, preacher, I can't do it all. Ain't nobody expects you to do it all. I do expect you to do your part. Amen. Whether it's that big a part or that big a part. At least you had a part. Amen. Now, I'll just be honest with you. If it soppens in the pot, I think they're better than what was already there. <clears throat> giblet gravy. Why we make giblet gravy? It's them little bitty pieces that made it good. Your little portion in the church will make it a lot better. We know. We know we ought to have a hand in fellowshipping, loving, winning souls, and doing our little part. We all know that we need to have our place in the church and be in our place. God expects that. We know that we should give our tithes and our offerings without the preacher having to bring a 44 to get them. As a man showed me a 44 Red Hawk, Super Red Hawk the other day. Gentleman I just met recently. 
I said, I went to church one time with one of them. He went. I said, I went to the pulpit and preached with one of them. He said, really? I said, yeah. And I said, when I give an altar call today, I expect response. 44 changed a lot of folks' minds, you know. Well, it was old-fashioned day, and I rode my horse to church, and I wore my six-gun, yeah, and my cowboy hat, tied it up right out here. Come in, we had church. Laid the 44 down. I'd already got it. I'd get arrested now for that, wouldn't I? I just thought of that. I done put this out over there. They'll have me locked up for daylight. Somebody bail me out. Mama won't. Terry bailed me out. You know two. You know, what'd she say? Three days. Maybe. I'll tell you this. If I don't see some of his face in three days, you're going to get it when I get back. Going to be a four-hour sermon, hot and heavy. And I might bring a 44 that day. Let's all stand before I get in trouble. We know. We know this is the house of God. We know what God expects of us. We know what we can do to be in the will of God, in the center of His will. We know these things. But if you need help tonight, maybe getting some of them done, maybe you ought to come pray for strength, direction. Encouragement. The altar's open as every head's bowed and every eye's closed. Chris, come and play something softly. Maybe somebody needs to come and say, Lord, I know. We love him because he first loved us. We know the word of God. That corrects us and teaches us. We know the word of God is for our benefit. The preacher's preaching is for your strength, your encouragement. It's not to hurt you, it's to help you. Do you need to come? Do you need to come tonight? Listen, always right after. Amen.